Hello, this is your host Helen, and welcome to today's episode of Asian Bitches Down Under.、Um, it is my pleasure today、uh, speaking with Natalie Low, who is a returning guest for our podcast. The last time I spoke with Natalie was back in November 2021,、um, when she was a dramaturg for the fantastic production "The Three Fat Virgins" by Slanton Theatre.、Um, my very First, one of my very first、uh, theater experience, and it was brilliant. And、mm. I'm now very honored to have her back on our podcast to speak about her recent works.、Um, on top of being the stage manager for Wit, which is a production、mm-hmm. we'll be talking about、uh, during our conversation,、uh, she's also a writer, director, and actor, and has worked as a stage manager for many theater productions. So, without further ado, I would like to welcome Natalie today for joining me. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you feeling? Nice you I'm good. I'm very excited to get to introduce Wit to、uh, a new group of people, and、uh, we just went into the theater today as well. So it's always a very exciting time when you finally get to go into the theater and move everything in. That's amazing.、Um, yeah. Like I said, I've mentioned in our introduction of the amazing works you've been working on. But my first question actually is nothing to do with work. How was your <laughs> Lunar New Year?、Um, as a Singaporean Chinese, how do you celebrate、yeah. Lunar New Year? Ah,、oh, I love Lunar New Year. Usually, I am. If I am back home, there will be a lot of visiting.、Uh, my family is very big back home. I am、uh, one of I think about. Sixteen to twenty cousins,、wow. and so yeah, and my dad is one of seven siblings, and so <laughs> very big family.、Yeah. <laughs> big family.、Um, we do this thing called the lohe, which is like a kind of a salad thing where you you different ingredients mean different things, and then we all get to lohe together and toss the salad together. There's a lot of shouting involved, <laughs> so it's always super fun. The festivities start from the New Year's Eve, and then we go right into the night because my whole family will be together and we'll eat together, we'll play games together, and then it's like a whole weekend of nonstop celebration of eating a lot and <laughs> visiting a bunch of different relatives.、Um, so it was great. And this, I mean, this year when because I am in Australia by myself、uh, without my family, so it's usually a lot of FaceTimes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also very, very glad I have friends here that are that I get to celebrate with. But、uh, a bunch of us、um, who celebrate Lunar New Year together got I got to come together. I got to do a low hey with them and have、um, enjoy a, a, some mahjong, <laughs> which、oh, is always yeah. fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, mahjong、so、is that really brings a lot of Asians. Or you know, I was going to say Chinese, but I think a lot of Asians play mahjong now <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so good. I love getting more players. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know, we should just bring that kind of culture into all the Asians and trying to maybe trying to learn from other Asian cultures as well what they do during Lunar、yeah. Year. I mean, the salad that you mentioned is it called、mm-hmm. lo lo hei? Yes, lo yeah. Hei.、Um, I've yeah. only recently know about this dish because my brother-in-law he's Malaysian, so his family、yeah. celebrated with this、uh, dish as well. Um, because where I grew、yeah. up, we were in Taiwan, and it's super,、mm. super cold during Lunar New Year. So we have hot. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Or in Malaysia, obviously, <laughs> we 
it won't be happy hopping. completely different <laughs> yeah, very different. yeah. That's yeah. So interesting. yeah, yeah. I never realized until recently that it was only in Singapore and Malaysia that this low hay thing happened yeah I always yeah. thought it was like every like every Asian like family who celebrates lunar yeah so it's so it's so interesting and yeah the more I like learn about that it's like the more I want to know what different countries do for lunar new year Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It also, it's because it depends on you know the location. Obviously, you don't want to have hot pot in Singapore. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I know. Yeah. It's too um, hot. It's too yeah, hot. It's obviously, it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, between the roles of writers, director, and actor, and I understand that you made a short film before. Um, yeah. You have a look. It's <laughs> short film called and, and oh. An old and old rebellion. rebellion yeah yeah, yeah. Formed in the wavelength films the way you move and i wanted you to know um, yeah so between all those roles and also now a uh, stage manager which of those roles you find the most challenging and how do you overcome with those, those problems or issues yeah um oh gosh I think they're all challenging in their own way. Um, I think everyone, you know, for me right now, probably writing and it's probably always a biggest challenge for me because you, I think that it's the mental boundary that you build up for yourself okay. as a writer. You know, you have all these ideas, but then to put them onto a page, um, I think takes an extra step that mm-hmm. sometimes you overthink and then you don't, um, you're too scared to put it out there. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they all come with their own very specific challenges. Um, but it's very exciting. I think it's always exciting when you get the opportunity to do different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, to see how you can solve those challenges. Yeah. I mean, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of people who are in the industry that are so multi-talented that like you. <laughs> you have a bit of this, I have a bit of that. <laughs> um, so how do you move your mind away from, you know, um, those, those stress? What I mean is that, as a creative talent, I guess your mind is always working, thinking about how to create things, how to produce things. How do mm. you relax? I mean, how do you deal with stress? Do you have some sort of hobbies that is actually different to theatre and performance arts? Yeah, um, well, I'm very Southeast Asian because I love food. <laughs> it's in, I think in my DNA. And so, yeah, my my biggest thing to unwind is uh, cooking. Okay. I yeah. find it yeah very relaxing um i love being able to like come home and just like put a podcast on and just yeah and just cook <laughs> that's great um mm-hmm. well let's talk about uh clock and Spill's production week uh it is written mm-hmm. by margaret edson and director mm-hmm. ellen to- Tompkin, um, yeah yeah so you're the uh, stage ma- manager for this production mm-hmm. Could you yeah. let us know like a brief summary? Maybe don't give us too much away about the production. Yeah. What's the storyline? Yeah. yeah, sure. So Wit uh, stars Vivian Baring, who is a metaphysical poetry write, uh, professor. So she specializes in the sonnets of John Donne uh, in the, of the 17th century. So she's very um, academic and she has been diagnosed with stage four metastatic ovarian cancer. And so the play follows uh, Vivian as she kind of, from the diagnosis all the way, um, as you see how she sort of contemplates life and tries to understand and wrap her head around cancer, um, you know, I guess relationships and um, relating everything that she knows, which is 
you know, she's put her heart and soul into the research and understanding of these so sonnets and of life, of um, everything that the themes are discussed about in these um, in these sonnets, and then relating that to then her diagnosis and you know how she has to then deal with it and what does that mean for her life um as now a cancer patient mm -hmm. yes yeah. mm -hmm. like life and death very philosophical sort of <laughs> yeah it's like you know it sounds really bleak but i think there are such moments of comedy in it there are actually really beautiful profound um you know parts of the show that i just think like really re like i even you know me watching it i relate to and it's i mean at the end of the day it's all about you know human interaction and the relationships that we build with each other and it's really interesting to watch somebody discover that mm -hmm. on stage yeah following their journey mm -hmm. isn't it yeah yeah um so as a stage manager for a production could you take us through what sort of duties that you have um <laughs> production yeah sure um so as the stage manager i come on sort of before the show is put into the theater i am usually there with um discussing with the theater uh, the director and with the designers um and then i run the rehearsal room and so i'll be there in the rehearsal uh working alongside with the director and sort of relaying all of the needs of the show to the designers and off the theater as needed and then once we go into the theater, uh, I will also be able to set everything up. I'm the one who's sort of first in the theater every every day and then last out because you're setting everything out. Um, I in this show, I operate the show as well. So all the lights and sound during the show, I will press go. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, at the end of the day, I, I, I clean everything up and I chase everyone out. <laughs> Oh my god, it sounds like a very long day that like you need to be there before everyone and you leave at the last. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's fun, you know, you find little little joys of like, I get the theatre to myself now. Or <laughs> that's yeah. It's like your own space, you know, you get to control it, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's great. Um, I'm actually currently listening to an audio book called End Credits. It's um, mm. written by an, like a Hollywood TV writer, Patty Lean. Um, mm -hmm. She talks about her journey throughout writing TV shows about mm -hmm. 10, 20 years ago. I think there's not a lot of Asians that write um, TV shows or just generally in Western countries. Mm -hmm. What do you think about how to encourage um, like young Asians to be interested in performance arts, but not necessarily just being an actor or a director, you mm. know, like a stage manager yourself, you also do mm. writing. Um, what other selling points do you think um, working as a sort of like a back end supporting staff? Yeah. Like, yeah, theater productions yeah. or performance arts. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, a lot of these jobs sort of go a little bit more um, unnoticed. Uh, it's not really as talked about. And so people sometimes, it's, I think it's even about awareness. I think some people don't even know that stage managing is a job or being a technician is a job. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's if you're interested in going to performance um, or interested in the performing arts, it's really about embracing everything, like going and observing a lot of things. I was very privileged when I went to uh, uni, I did an internship with a theater company. Mm -hmm. And so that allowed me to 
be able to see everything. Like, you know, I just, I don't just see directors or producers or, um, you know, the actors on stage, but I get to see everything that goes on behind the scenes as well. And then that was when I was like, oh, cool. There's all of these different roles. There's all of these people necessary to put a show together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think one is really being able to expose yourself. If you have opportunities like that in school to even do internships or attachments or get to go backstage and talk to people, I think that's uh, a great first step. Um, And like, I think, I think it's always scary when it go, when it comes to the arts, particularly because you know we we all our parents growing up will always <laughs> hesitate to to be like encouraging you to go into the arts. Um, but I think if it's something that you know you feel really really strongly about, it it doesn't really matter. Like there will always be a financial risk. I think when it comes to working in the arts, but for me i think it's to me the finances are not the most important thing i know that at the end of the day yes so long as i earn enough to pay my rent and to eat (laughs) um and at the same time i get to do a job that i really enjoy doing then everything will come together like you know it it does mean i have to be prepared to not you know um be ready to you know buy a house at 30 or something you know everybody has such different goals and I think my goals are just a little bit different to the people around me and accepting that that's okay and that this everybody's journey is so different and so if you decide that your your path is down the performing arts route mm-hmm. um, it, it's just being mentally prepared I guess that that I think in particular, I'm also like thinking about like my friends back in, back home in Singapore, you know, the the pathways are very, very different. You know, I'm not hitting like I'm not getting married at this age or whatever, because I I'm still trying to make ends meet. But I'm also really, really enjoying what I do. And so it's just being prepared that I, I won't be doing the same things with, like, as my peers are at the same time. But it's okay because I really, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really telling the the people who are really have the passion in arts and also um, performance arts is that if you really have the passion, I don't yeah. be afraid to get into it because mm. I think unfortunately still a lot of young people <laughs> that with their parents, yeah, yeah. The Asian parents that we cannot deny that they they do worry about the stability. Yeah. Of you know of your own life and yeah. whether or not that you're going to have a partner to um <laughs> all, all those sort of the very restricted idea of life that perhaps mm. our parents grow up with but now mm. we have so many different um paths that we can choose i mm. mean kids nowadays they say they want to grow up and become a youtuber you know that's yeah. like, <laughs> when we were kids that we never heard of so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it is such a different world now. And mm. do you think that there's um, definitely is there more opportunities in performance arts now with um, mm. more, say, like grants from the government or the support from private businesses? Mm. I think it's still a challenge. Mm. <laughs> I think that we'll always face that as a challenge. I, I, you know. I think in the independent sector, there is still so much more um, 
it will always be preferable if people are more invested uh, invested in it. But mm-hmm. you know, that's part of the challenge that I think people like to embrace as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, there are definitely a lot more opportunities. I think that people, um, if they are interested, but also have to be prepared that you know it. You know, there's no starting salary, right? Like it's it's going to be about getting to know what the roles are and then familiarizing yourself with the roles. Um, but I think the great thing, is, in particular, what I love about, um, you know, I guess I, I've only worked in Sydney, so I can't really say for the rest of Australia, but um, if you've expressed interest and and a keenness to learn, there's always people who are so excited to help you learn and mentor you and, and guide you along the way and bring you on board to projects. Mm-hmm. And I like to me, that's incredibly invaluable um, because then from there, I'm able to just learn and grow and be like doing stuff on the job um, and gaining experience is like, it's been really great. Yeah, experience yeah. and knowledge that you obtain throughout those, um, throughout those um, mentoring that people offer you, it will be your own, yeah. you know, someone else would never, never take them away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so theatre production and theatre performances, uh, I do believe that people are really getting out. I've seen a lot more theatre productions in the last two years, and yeah. especially young people and also pe- like people of colour, they're actually really getting to it because of mm. people who from the Asian backgrounds, they're making contents that we can relate to. That's why we want yeah. to come and see it. I think it's really opening another door for, you know, mm-hmm. not just um, the stereotypical ideas of the old or white uh, audience yeah. who goes to the theatre. Yeah. Watching the theatre, it's really diversifying their audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good thing that I'm seeing. Um, yeah. What would, like see, what would you like to see in the progress of theatre production in Australia? Oh, oh, um, I, you know, a lot of really great new work has been coming out and like from all, all sorts, which I really, really love. I think, I think it's just, um, the stuff that have been so reflective of, um, the world that we live in and being able to, uh, come up with work that you can also like contemplate about, um, issues that we face that, Oh gosh, it's such a broad question. In in, in my in like, you know, it's, there's so so much theater that I want to yeah. see. Um, it, I think that um, that's really like. Oh gosh, sorry. All right. <laughs> my brain is like, oh, how do I form this answer? Yeah, there's just a lot of diversity that's coming out, which is really good. Mm-hmm. I think the work that. I best resonate with is work that um, I'm able to see um, to connect with in real life. So um, shows that I think, you know, it doesn't have to be serious all the time, but I think shows that also um, really can sort of make a big problem, not feel too overwhelming mm-hmm. um, and deliver it that, you're able to kind of leave the show with a lot of like, oh, I never considered that. Or like, that's, that's a really interesting new take. And and then generate discussion from that, I think is is really exciting, which is what I think WIT does, um, which is why I love it so much as well. Um, 
and it's yeah it's really about like the human experience um i want to see more of like my like me um people like me and um you know who i think like there's a like a generational thing like i think a lot of plays um would like a lot of shows i think that i would like to watch which is of younger people facing um the issues that we're facing today right like like um oh gosh like the financial crisis that we all are currently facing the housing crisis that we're all facing um and also just it, we're also having to wrap our heads around like um all of these big world issues that we feel so useless sometimes like like we can only do so much but then how do we then make these issues feel that are so big um feel easily accessible and that we feel like we're able to then also um you know take away from those oh gosh i don't really know what i'm saying i'm so sorry um oh. yeah i don't know if that makes any sense but like <laughs> interpret i think because in our generation current generation we're getting so much information Mm. everywhere from internet from all sorts of different media platforms sometimes we do feel helpless how yeah. we want to tackle on those and you know a lot of social justice issues but yeah. at the same time we on our personal level we have you know we have rent to pay we, yeah. we have to look after ourselves and the, the media is telling us that oh self-care self-care you have to look after yourself but there's just so many yeah at once it just yeah overwhelms i think our lives yeah yeah and i think yeah i think i think that's why i was like i would like shows that are able to present those things those problems without us feeling like it's going to be like there's nothing that we can do about it mm -hmm. um and i think that there are some shows that do a great job of being able to bring these huge huge uh conversations to the forefront without you feeling stupid about it and that you can't do anything about it um and then leave with all of these questions but actually have a deeper understanding of how to potentially tackle these issues mm -hmm. um which sounds like a very big job and kudos to you know whoever would take that on but yeah i think that's a kind of show long story short <laughs> yeah yeah i think theater production is a perfect um, performance arts medium to process or what we just talked about and hopefully maybe you, this is an idea and opening for you to um an idea <laughs> to write something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Maybe. laughs> um well that was my last question so natalie thank you so much for speaking with me today um to share your thank insights you. and also your recent work um, okay. It's been an absolutely pleasure um, to know what's your updates about your work. And so could you tell us the, the production week, um, where it will be performed and the date? Yeah, so WIT will be at Glen Street Theatre uh, this Friday and Saturday. So, oh, sorry, I don't know when the show is coming out. I should probably get the dates properly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it will be at... WIT will be at Glen Street Theatre um, on the 1st and 2nd of March mm -hmm. and then over at Riverside Theatre from the 7th, the 8th and the 9th of March. 
Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely get those links up on our show notes and for listeners <laughs> who are interested to um, see this very possibly the very profound and philosophical <laughs> production. It's not that heavy, I promise. <laughs> okay, thank you, Nelly. Thank you for seeing me today.